Warning. The Outsider's Edge contains strong opinions, unconventional views, and contrarian stances. Listen, if you dare. Hey, yo! Y'all hear the sound of those sirens. That can only mean one thing. Thank you for listening to another edition of the Outsider's Edge podcast here on the Chairshot Radio Network. This is your boy, Mr. Kyle Moores, and I am joined, as always, by my golden lover, Mr. Rance Morris. How you doing, sir? Pissed. I mean, that's fair and that's facts, and we'll tell the people all about it later. I'm not pissed. I'm annoyed. That's that's more That's more more accurate but i'm I'm actually good i'm doing good how are you doing sir mr oh. mr mr uh mr green uh green lantern over there i see you i mean i'm doing all right i'm doing all right i'm gonna start the show with just a quick simple hearty fuck you and die to john gruden um yeah hey yeah hey enjoy reading those emails while you uh reading your unemployment your p-clip yeah fuck you Sideways, front ways, from the back, all the ways. Um, But anyway, and we're going to move right along from one piece of trash to another piece of trash. And we're going to start the show talking about, you ever hear some news, and at first when you hear the news, you get real excited, but then you learn more about it, and it just makes you progressively less and less interested? Yeah, that's how I feel about AW right now. Mm, mm, We'll get to that in a minute. Uh, We're going to put a pin on that one. I felt that way earlier in the week when we got some news about the return of WOW, the women of wrestling. And when I first heard that WOW was coming back, I was feeling pretty excited about it because, you know, I love me some women's wrestling. I'm always here to support the women. Um, And WOW has a good track record of putting on good shows. And I'm always here for a company that spotlights the women. So, like, I heard WOW was coming back. I was here for it. I was excited. Then they made an announcement that had me curious, intrigued, a little confused on how to feel. They said AJ Lee was going to be involved in this resurgence of WOW. And I'm like, oh, all right. So I guess, you know, Phil went back to work and he told AJ she could go back too. Um, so, like, I mean, AJ making that book money, dog. She doing all right. Uh, and comic money. Remember, she did some comics, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so she's on the appearance circuit and shit. Like, she's doing just fine for herself. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I heard AJ was coming back. And so I was like, all right, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. Y'all have piqued my interest. Tell me some more. Let me hear some more. Then these motherfuckers announced that they bring in Tessa Blanchard back. Boom, 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 boom. <laughs> That's how I feel about you bringing that racist bitch 
back on Al Gore's internet in 2021. Well, let's 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 break it down because you're absolutely right, and I, I'm pretty sure a huge portion of the fan base had those same feelings and opinions yeah. in that order. Give us the context, Rance. Give us the context because you are the resident historian of the show, and you generally know the background. So give us the context on this one. Tell us, tell us why it makes sense, even if it's fucked up. So, Women of Wrestling was uh, created by David McLean, who famously created Glow. It is almost a spiritual successor to Glow. If you watch when when Wild first came out, like fifteen or so years ago, it was very similar in the vein that it had extremely heavy gimmicks. Um, I mean, there was a there's a, there's a group of there was a tag team of actually uh there was yeah there was a tag team of girl a, a trio of girls who were from who were in jail called Caged Heat, Loca, and uh, dealt a lot of pain and some shit like that. Like, that's the type of shit I'm talking about. But Jeannie Buss bought it a few years back and revamped it and became a little more of a modern promotion. Jeannie Buss, for those of our listeners that don't yes. know, is the owner of the Los Angeles Lakers, and that is where her money is lying. Yeah, so she's loaded. Because if you know anything about the Lakers... You know that family got deep. Pocket. She's loaded, provided the league keep playing and Staples Center stay open. Uh, I mean, you know, I'm sure she got some. She got a rainy day fund. I, I would hope. Um, but Tessa was always a member of that new roster. It's just she always had another major company she was working for, particularly most recently Impact. Well, she's been ostracized from every promotion in the United States. So, of course, now it's a big deal to her and to WoW that I am your flagship. I am your Roman Reigns. I am your Kenneth Omega. I am your person. And they are promoting her as such. And they're just, what, hoping that nobody looks beyond the pale to find out why this girl who's so talented is exclusive to WoW? No, sir. Disagree with that because if you have not seen her new shirt that she's released... That is essentially, it's a picture of an atomic bomb in the form of a, tr- of a diamond, which is actually kind of cute, that says nuclear, because they're, she has nuclear heat, get it? And they are doubling down on the fact that nobody wants Tessa, but wow, and that she's controversial. So yes, they fully expect you to understand. If you don't, you, you don't, we don't have vis- video mm. uh, edges yet. You can't see it. Kyle is fixing the migraine in his head mm. right now. It just disappointed, but never surprised, as the old edge mantra goes. Disappointed, but never surprised. I am never surprised at the lengths that these companies will go to excuse the fuck shit. I am never surprised at the type of shit that these companies will do for a dollar. I mean, shit, we're a couple weeks away from Blood Money 7, The Deathly Hallows. And it was actually 6. Oh, seven it's is, only 6. 7 is next. Six, I believe it's 6 back in the mix, according to Christopher Platt. Next one is definitely The Deathly Hallows. Okay. And that's next week, for the record. Well, um, I mean, you know what's interesting you know, to me? Blood Money 6, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, okay, there you go. Even better. What, what, um, what bothers me the most about Tessa... It's all the lady had to do, and all, uh, a former a former version of me almost called her another word, which I'm 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 better at in that in these days, is all she had to do was apologize. 
All she had to do was say, look, I, I did some fucked up shit in my past. I'm sorry. I'm working to be different. And most of us would have would have forgiven her. Yeah, but see, you know, it's it all comes back to we started the show with a hearty fuck you for John Gruden, and he's a, a this is another example of that. It all comes back to it is like impossible for people, especially people of the non-pigmented variety, yeah. to um, own up to racist bullshit or to problematic bullshit because. They have been conditioned because the only way that their families have been able to eradicate the racism is to con- to equate the racism with pure evil. And so they've been equated like they've been conditioned to equate these things with just like pure evil and like the most utterly reprehensible of humans. And so like when you hit them with the nuance of like, no, I'm not I'm not saying you're evil. I'm saying that the shit that you've done and said is fucked up. They can't, like, they can't accept that because all they're hearing is, you're calling me evil. Ah, I'm not a bad person. Listen, I didn't say you were a bad person. I said you said a bad thing. You jumped to bad person. So why don't we unload some of these burdens that you seem to be carrying that seem to make you think that I thought you were a bad person? What other racisms is hiding in your closet or your uh gmail account mm. so fuck tessa i'm sure we both on the page of that fuck her. but i don't want to diss a little child but man izzy has disappointed me so much you know i'm gonna let you tell me why mm-hmm. but before i let you tell me why i'm gonna say just this Izzy's what, 16 now? 15, 17? 16, yeah. Somewhere around there, yeah. So Izzy's around the age of the kids I teach. Izzy's mm-hmm. around the age of the kids I teach. She will be one of your students, yes. I say this, and I want to preface it by saying I don't mean I don't mean this in a malicious way. I mean it in a real way. Teenagers are dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. teenagers. And you know this. You're the parent of a teenager. Yes. Exactly. Like you are the parent of a 13 year old girl. Teenagers are real fucking dumb. Even the smartest teenager is real fucking dumb. Yeah. And when you have a kid like an Izzy who clearly has taken a liking to the business and mm-hmm. devoted a lot of time and energy to it and like not at the expense of schooling you know she apparently completed her schoolwork early and is taking steps to do other shit like so like not at the expense of anything she just devoted herself to this crap but when you've got someone that young who's inherently dumb because they're a kid and you plug them into the cesspool that is professional wrestling yeah and the influences that surround the cesspool that is professional wrestling, they're going to do some really stupid fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. That's 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 actually very well done. It makes me slightly rethink my stance on her. And I but like hit it. me with your stance with hit me with your stance on her anyway, because I want to hear it. Well, let me say first and foremost, I've I've met I've had the pleasure to meet Izzy and her family multiple times. 
at multiple shows, actually sat with her at the Royal Rumble here um a couple years um that's two, what's uh, up. a couple years ago yeah like and her, her her people are pretty cool when you talk to them uh shout out to uh floyd from social suplex who was kind of the conduit for us to meet floyd knows fucking everybody um but yeah social but butterfly he, that man he really fucking is bro like he and yes i love you floyd even though you fuck with cody you still my boy um my issue with with her is she just really puts herself in bad situations and makes Stupid decisions. First decision, her her when she first started training wrestling, her and mind you, she's been training since she was like 11, 12. Her trainer was Chaz and Rats. And she stuck with them for a minute until they got the optics got too bad. Now mind you, she was 11, 12, 13 year old girl training with Chaz and Rats. That screams volumes. Eventually she left and moved on. And started training with Tessa. And her and Tessa have grown to have a very close relationship. And she has gone out of her way. This is where the initial disappointment started coming. She goes out of her way on Twitter to defend Tessa to everybody. even when, And when people bring up the racist and the bigoted things she said and, uh, and done. Being a child, she poo-poos it and ignores it like it's not a big deal. Or she hits you with the... But you go, you gonna you gonna you gonna hold that against her forever. Not just being a child, not just being a child. You gotta keep it a buck. This is a child from Florida, a white child from Florida. At that. Is she Hispanic? Yeah. I mean, no. Cody Starbuck. Yeah. Even yeah, if, white. yeah, I was gonna say, even if she's Hispanic, like the, the one thing I will. That's real. I say one thing I say as a member of the Latino community is that is not a catch-all for. That's you know, the, the Latino Jorge community Masvidal. is a classic example of all skin folk and kin folk. Jorge Masvidal. Like, you know, and within Latino culture, there is a lot of colorism within Latino culture. And like, yeah. so I like as a either white or very light skinned Hispanic girl from Florida. Yeah. Um, she grew up around. Hardcore levels of racism that she might believe in, but even if she doesn't believe in, she grew up so steeped in it that if it's less mild, if it's like more mild than that hardcore shit, she will probably overlook it. And the first thing that you said is a valid ass criticism, but making poor ass decisions and doing dumb shit sounds like a 16 year old girl to me. Sounds like a 16 year old person to me. But the only one, the only criticism so far that you've leveled that I won't hold against her, but I will hold against a lot of people. Oh, she has is, uh, and, and I don't hold that against her because it's, she's, it's just a kid. she's just a kid trying to chase a dream. But like, as a parent, you got to do some due fucking diligence. Mm-hmm. Are you fucking kidding me? You're going to leave this. You're going to leave your young girl alone with this person, your young child of any gender, alone Here's, with this person, and you haven't done the diligence? Here's the problem. And this is no means in me sticking up for anybody. I'm speaking facts. Being that they're in Orlando, or the Orlando area, and and the, and the, that dojo uh, is in Orlando, the biggest problem with Chaz and Rance in the, in, the, in the wrestling business is this. And again, I'm just speaking facts. He's a really fucking good wrestling trainer. And that's the only reason why he keeps sneaking away with this shit. Because he's good at the shit he does when he does it. 
So it's like we as much as this and I mean God, how many people have we had this happen within society that are with, R. Kelly, Bill Cosby. No, but the thing with him is wasn't he convicted? Yeah, he was convicted. Absolutely. So doesn't he have to register? So like He's a sex so isn't he required to inform the parents of this teenage girl? They know. A- they knew. Everybody knows. And don't, don't let that bullshit that um that uh CEO and Kenny Omega when they had that issue don't don't, don't believe that. They knew. He knew. Izzy's parents knew. So it's so infuriating. It it is. It's one hundred percent is. And so and when you get to the issue with Tessa. I don't begrudge her training with Tessa. You you can't. She's they can't. She has nothing to do with that. But it's the going out of way to stick up for Tessa to the point where like you you are openly telling people who are giving their real life scenarios situations of how what she's done has affected them, and you're basically telling them, "No, nah, you're wrong. You're stupid." And then the interview with Tessa walking up and uh and uh this is where the t-shirt came from. And Tessa said something. I I I was wasn't watching it, but Izzy was like, "Well, I guess she's canceled in nuclear." Like, you're making yourself look like a fool, and the entire IWC loves you. You, we all were rooting for you because you were next. You were the generation next. You're the next generation, and then after that, all Triple H's daughters and 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 the Danielsons, like. Yeah, that that was the order, right? Izzy versus Aurora Rose at WrestleMania 50. That that's the plan. And the, but you're doing this and you're alienating yourself, and and like for what? For clout? Because you rock with Tessa that hard? Like you don't have to work that hard to get in the business. We are you were already there. Well, and like you want to be careful about who you rock with in the sense that like. There's one thing Tessa Blanchard has proven. You might ride for her, but she ain't gonna ride for you. Well, we know that's a fact. And, like, and the, the 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 best part about all of this is, so Tesla is doing. She's been doing the. Um, we, we we haven't got to AJ. We we'll get to AJ next, but she's been doing the uh, interview circuit, busted open and other stuff, and it's hilarious how now she's trying to get sympathy. And I don't know if she's doing it on purpose, but she's. Essentially, the situation is trying to garner sympathy because everybody keeps asking, but you're so talented. Why are you not in WWE or AEW? Because she's racist. Because she's a bigot. And most and importantly, such a racist, WWE. And, well, and such a racist and such a bigot that the women in the locker room that would have to work with her yes. won't. Like, and, have gone on record saying, I ain't working with that bitch. And most importantly in WWE, when she was still with Ricochet, she went like she would come to the PC and tell Ricochet not to listen to the fucking to to the guys work to the to the trainers and the and the coaches. So like you show your ass at WWE so much they told you stop coming. You're Tully's daughter. You had a job for life, but because you kept showing your ass at the at the WWE Performance Center, multiple tryouts they brought her in. She was at the May Young Classic, one of them as an alternate. So many of these, in fact, no, not an alternate. She was in the first May Young Classic, if I remember correctly. But she, but th- you have completely alienated the performance center. So no, there is no sympathy. Nobody wants to work with you. 
Impact fired you when you held their world championship. Nobody wants you. Nobody. So disappear. Now, the only thing with AJ, it just, I do not in any way, shape, or form want to insinuate or even believe in any way, shape, or form that anything about her marriage is in any way controlling or anything like that. But it just felt so weird that, like, Punk comes back to wrestling, and then all of a sudden, a couple weeks later, it's announced that AJ is going to come back to do a thing for a different wrestling company. And it's just like, what, were you just waiting for him to stop hating wrestling so, like, yeah. you could do it for funsies? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much the answer. Yes. And i got to say this. It's fucked am, up. I mean, yeah. but, it's, it's, but it's Phil. I am... Uh, definitely in the in the club of aj haters i i i I love and respect april mendez i don't fuck with aj lee um i think she's overrated i think the only reason people love her is because one she's with punk and two she cut a a good promo that one time i don't even think she earned the i don't think she earned the status she had while she was in wwe because she got over off the backs of the three hottest stars in the business and then took that to took that to the women's division being the only one that they had seen and became over there. I still haven't seen five matches of hers that I could say were good. And so like she's deified in this way that bothers me. I'm not saying she's terrible. Um, but, and so, and then I also don't like the fact I understand you want to rock with your man completely understand that, but I don't like the fact that you played WWE the way you did. And what I mean by that is, you remember, she wouldn't drop. The t- she wouldn't drop the title, right? Because you remember, she retired right after WrestleMania. But apparently, she 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 had she had told everybody she had planned that forever. But she dropped it on them so that they wouldn't write her out in a bad way. Like stuff like that to me, man. That's I like. I don't like you like that. Even though I understand, you got to look out for you because the company gonna do what they want to do for them. Anyway, all of that to say this, I think she'll be good in the role she's in. But I do find it. I don't think it's a. It's a big. It's big because of the name. I don't think it's a big deal because she ain't gonna wrestle. And but I. I am with you. It's interesting, like the timing of it, that now Phil is back and happy. Now you're allowed to come somewhere, but she can't go to WWE. Clearly, you don't want to go to AEW. I wouldn't either if I was her. <laughs> like so, you know, you think you're gonna make a, di- a big deal at, at WoW? Okay, maybe. I mean, if you're just doing it for funsies, then, like, have fun. Do you. Um, But, you know, speaking of the women of wrestling, let's transition to the women of the Dubia Dubia A. And their version of the King of the Ring, the Queen's Court Tournament. Or, as I like to call it, the Blink and You'll Miss It Tournament. Hey, one match got over two minutes, bro, so that's more than a blink. That's a couple blinks at least. I mean, you know, um, Brother Rance. Yes. I thought we were done with the women being the piss break match. What happened? Well, I am torn on this. Let me tell you why. First and foremost, the fact that you have promoted this tournament. That's never happened. You need to give us some prestige, and you've given... These eight women, these minuscule ass matches is abhorrent. 
He should be a fucking Especially champion. considering, especially considering, with the exception of Zelina, and I'm not trying to hate on Zelina, but with the exception of Zelina, the other seven women are proven capable to go go. Yes. Well, no, 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 no. With the exception of Zelina and Dana, because Dana's got awful trash. Oh, I forgot Dana was in. The, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I forgot no, I Dana get it. In the tournament. I get it. Yes. And uh, I was no just thinking, Dana, like, you know you suck, but no offense. Like I was just thinking, like, no, Tony can go. You know, Carmella can put on a good match. Um, sure. Liv can put on a good match. Like sure. they're they're not necessarily four horse women or anything like that, but they're p- capable of putting on some stop some solid three star bangers. Absolutely. So, so, but when I when I say I'm torn is because of this. Those matches are getting bullshit treatment, but the women are getting treated well as totality. Think about the big storyline between Sasha, Bianca, and Becky, and all the time they're getting on SmackDown and on Raw. Think about um, Charlotte being involved in that. And then all the things she had, I know Alexa's gone, but, you know, think about Rhea and um, the fucking superhero, Nikki, and all the time they're getting with the tag team matches. So it's not like, all. it's not, it used no, to man, be you where forgot all the, the women, best storyline, you forgot the best oh, storyline in Naomi, WWE Naomi right now. Naomi and Sonya, yes. Naomi and Sonya Deville is the best storyline in this company right the fuck now, and these motherfuckers ain't even touched each other yet. And it's been nothing a, but, it ain't. It ain't been nothing but, hey, Sonya, I'm on this show now. I'd like a match. All right. Yeah, cool. Maybe later. Hey, you forgot I asked for a match? Yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Yo, I know you heard me asking for a match over here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bitch, if you don't give me a match right the fuck now. <laughs> Beautifully done. <laughs> um, so that's why I'm torn. Because... Is this a, so? Is there? Are they leading to something for a purpose? For a purpose? Because clearly, we've always said, and you're a bit the biggest proponent of this. I know. They booked the top level well. They never booked the booked the mid card women well, and these are all mid card women because all of the top women in the company are busy or out. Oscar's out hurt. Bailey's out hurt. Naya and, and Eva are out selling injuries. Alexa's out having well, surgery. All of the big and all of the big names that are there are involved with each other because it's Survivor Series season. Exactly. So we gotta so, like throw all the champs at each other and like, oh, it's also the draft, so we've got to resolve the old storylines while we're throwing the champs at each other. The only regular the women, the only regular women that aren't involved in the storyline that aren't out or hurt are Shotzi and Tegan. And you can say Mia, but Mia ain't been on TV in probably all calendar since the beginning. Mia ain't been on TV in so long that there are times that I legitimately forget she is under contract. There you go. And I like so, me. So so tell me, what's what's the disconnect here? Because people try to say that, well, a, the AEW's booking the women better than them. WWE has three, four women's matches a night. Just because three of them are short, that I'd rather that in AEW... <laughs> Said to get literally two women all night long. So, like, it's not the same, but it is a major problem. So, like, what what are we missing? Where is the disconnect here? I think... So, I think the disconnect is just... It's a trouble of finding the sweet spot. And I think the sweet... Like, 
I think the issue really is, like, I don't think that the sweet spot that the fans want is even necessarily as, like, difficult as maybe you would think because the fans are so fickle and asinine that, like, it's hard to interpret. But I really legitimately think that, like, if these if these matches in this first round had all even just gone, like, five minutes... Sure. That's enough extra time where it's just, like... All right, at least I, it's not blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, everybody got to come in. They got their offense in. They did whatever. We've treated this like a real actual thing that we actually care about. And I think part of the disconnect is also the shows still contain so much filler, especially Raw. Still contains so much filler that it feels really insulting as a fan when it's just like, all right, so, like, you mean to tell me that you couldn't have given these women five to ten minutes to give me a decent story being told in a real match, but we got enough time for a fourth video segment or another recurring matchup in a series of matchups that we've seen a hundred times already or whatever? And it's like, that's really frustrating as a fan. You know, it's almost the opposite problem that AEW has in the sense of AEW's problem is you don't ever see the women. WWE's problem is almost like dangling the carrot without ever like... Give you a chance to grab it. Yes. It's like they just, they flash the carrot like, oh, look, I got a carrot. But they don't ever actually give you a long enough glimpse to take a play for it. And I got to tell you, man, I think a big portion of 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 this rhetoric, because it's been it's been people we've been building up to this where people like me and other people have been saying over the past five, six, seven weeks, this is a problem. But I I know in my heart that so a lot of the Queen's Court dis, discontent is less about time and that and that's a real problem, and more about the fact that their favorites didn't win. Live lost to Carmelo. Tony lost to Zelina and people, you know, people wanted to see their, we, we're in a world now, tell me if I'm wrong, but we're in a world now where it's almost like it's, it's, we know it's meta, but it's like meta kayfabe in that if it's to, it's to the point now where if my favorite doesn't win, the match sucked. My favorite doesn't win. This was bad. Not that my favorite didn't win, so I'm upset in the guise of the storyline. Like, I, so, I can under, I can understand the live the being upset with live. I get that. I yeah. was gonna say the live one. I can I would argue you could make, like you could say that is both a favorite thing, but also like within the context of the realm of WWE, it felt very much like their repackage not repackaging live but they're repositioning live as like an actual singles threat and this like real you know and her and carmella have had what was it like five matches in a row up to that point well that's WWE. that's WWE normal but like probably more than that but you're right you're right that is but like the point is point i'm making generally speaking though is just with the live one that felt very much like okay it seemed like you were building live up to something only to then have her be squashed by carmella in two minutes in the first round of this tournament i would agree with that if every match wasn't a squash 
Every no, match was very right. short. Every match in the first round was very short. You are right. No, but, I mean every match between Carmella and Liv has been short. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it's not like they're they're running eight to ten minute bangers and all of a sudden squash. Like the longest match they've had has maybe been five minutes. So like that's just been, and that's part of the problem of the time we're talking about. But that's been their thing. I can get that. But in the same breath, the same people were begging and screaming, Selena deserves better. Selena deserves to win some matches. Selena deserves to not be a jobber. And then she beats a woman who's only had two matches on the show. Tony deserves better. Tony deserves to be listen, like it's like, come on, dog. Listen, like, what is? It? Listen, I love Zelina. Don't get me wrong, I love Zelina. What about Zelina's move set or Zelina's package or Zelina's anything other than Homegirl is sassy and fine? What about her deserves to be more than what she already is? I mean, I agree with you, but if you want her to be more, you got to give her opportunities to be more, right? No, you are right. You are right. That's not what I'm saying. I, I think thought, she's I think she's strategically placed where she should be on the card, if yep. that's what your point is. I completely agree yep. with that. that. No, like that was my overarching point of like yes. these whoever these whoever these weird stands are, they must all be Malachi Black. Um it, uh, 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 whoever's making these arguments, it must be Malachi Black and Malachi Tommy Black. and and Tommy and, Black and, and Malachi and and um, Alistair and her cousin. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, yeah, like that's that's who that's who must be doing this. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know, and I mean that again. You know, AEW has the opposite problem of. They don't give the women enough time, or they relegate the, or they relegate the people of color to rampage like they did yet again by putting Ricky Starks and Jade Cargill on rampage. So, so here's the interesting thing. Now I know how you, and most people feel about hell me feel about Saudi Arabia, but the finals of the Queen's Court is going to be in Saudi Arabia. So on one side of the bracket. Shayna Baszler's going to the finals because she's already wearing the proper attire. Man, let me let hold on, <laughs> hold on. On one side of the bracket, we have uh, Zelina versus Carmella. On the other side, we have Shayna versus Dewdrop. Shayna is a lesbian, if not bisexual at, at most, woman. Dewdrop is a very open bisexual woman in Saudi Arabia. Where it's illegal to be LGBTQ. So, number one, have your guards ready, your security ready. And number two, I know a lot of this shit is posturing, but if a gay woman wins a fucking tournament in Saudi Arabia, even the most jaded person got to say that's fucking something. Is it not? I know the world ain't changing yet, but my God. That, come on, man. That's not even just a fucking. Okay. Well, I tried. Um, I, mean, I mean, so here, here's 
Like all I was actually you thinking, can't peel a whole orange at the same goddamn time, bro. You gotta no, get all I was actually that what no all I was actually thinking was like so Zelina's got to be going to the finals because Carmella's gimmick is such that like ain't no fucking way they're gonna allow that shit <laughs> well, over in Saudi Arabia. Carmella's gimmick is sex. She they are fuck not you. going to allow. She'd want to fuck up the first time. Remember they showed the commercial, and she was the one at the commercial, and yeah. they were like, no. Can't do this. Carmella's actual gimmick is basically sex appeal. Yeah. There ain't no way the House of Saad gonna allow MBS gonna put the kibosh on that one real fucking quick. So it's gonna be Zelina Vega versus either Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler, and one of them is gonna make Zelina go night night. Shayna definitely should be queen of the ring. Um, but if Dewdrop I mean, goes, I think as Xavier Woods is the king of the ring. I don't care. I mean, a lot of people think gender might might crash the party. Man, fuck Jinder Mahal. Speaking and speaking of people who Saudi Arabia doesn't like very much, Sami Zayn is up. He's he's yo so show. yo so um, I'm going to assume that he loses before the final. Only because I just cannot see a world in which Sammy agrees to go to Saudi Arabia. I tend to agree. I, I just can't. Like, I, I think, you know how we always tell the story about how China was offered the WWE title and she said, no, nah, I want to pose in Playboy? I legitimately feel that Vince could be like, yo, Sammy, I'm going to give you the belt, but you got to win it in Saudi Arabia. And Sammy would be like, Yo, Vince, so I'll be a mid-card jobber for life before that shit happens. Now, it's also important to note that I truly believe, and knowing Sami Zayn like we do, he don't want to go at all. But the issue of him not going isn't because he didn't want to go. It's because they would not let him go because of his Syrian descent. Like, they literally said, don't bring him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'll be glad when it's over. And I know how people feel about it, but fuck me, man. It's a great fucking card. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a real good card. It's, it's going to be a great-ass card. Real good card. I'm, I'm not happy about why it's there. I'm not happy about the reasonings. But I also understand, too, that as a as a member of a marginalized community, as just as you are, sir, they're like, it ain't all going to change over fucking night. And we know how far back in the Stone Age that world is. So like I said, man, if a gay woman wins a fucking uh, anything in the middle of that ring, man, nobody else may not take it as a win. I'm sure I'm sure it's fucking going to take it as one. I mean, that's facts. That's facts. Um, we got to take a commercial, man, because we, yeah. we got some bullshit to hit after this, and uh, we... We need to we need to we need to take take a breath and we need y'all to buy some merchandise. So do your thing. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. 
all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. So, before the show, you hit me up, man, and I could tell you were you were feeling real upset, and I wasn't sure what it was about, but then, as I started to realize what was going on, I was like, oh, so we need to bring back a recurring segment on the edge. Uh, yo, y'all, it's time for some Spit Your Fire. Brother Rance has some fire he would like to spit at one um, uh, one Tony Khan. Um, all I'm going to say leading into this is, uh, yo, homie, I need you to step away from the cocaine and stop wanking the dogs and, like, get WWE's name out your mouth, bro. Like, goddamn. So, look. I am annoyed. I'm not angry. I'm massively annoyed. Because I, I don't deal well with bullshit. It, it, I'm allergic to bullshit just as much as I'm allergic to fucking penicillin. It just doesn't rock with my, it doesn't rock with my DNA. I will never begrudge a promoter for promoting their event. That is your job. I am sick of the shots from one company to another. I'm sick of AEW. Every five seconds putting WWE's name in their mouth. I am sick of the on-screen cannon shots and the off-screen off-screen personal shots. Even when it's not in a business capacity, just on your fucking Twitter timeline or in an interview, right? And I'm sick of the idea this is some back and forth shot taking when WWE has said two things to you, maybe three, and 
everything else business-wise has had a business reason for it, not because we hate AEW. I So let's get to the purpose of this conversation. SmackDown is being preempted off of Fox to FS1. We're in America. You know how many how little people watch FS1. You can't even tell me what fucking channel it is on your television channel right now. And it's in the middle of football season, college football season, basketball season starting up, and baseball playoffs. Lots going on. So what they decided to do, and it could be it could be for the purpose of saying fuck you to AEW. We don't know. What they said was we're gonna have a super SmackDown. We're gonna bring in extra people to keep the rating high, and we're gonna go extra 30 minutes. And Tony Khan was absolutely disgusted and offended that they'd have the audacity to step on his time slot. His time slot, mind you, that he chose to put directly after SmackDown to siphon some of their viewers. So he goes out of his way to say on Twitter, I'm so glad you came and did this. Now we're going to beat you at your own game. I've been waiting. I've been waiting. He proceeds then to... Go ahead. Bro, you've been waiting. Your show don't even get 700,000 fucking viewers in your shitty-ass time slot on Friday night. What the fuck you been waiting for? How the fuck you going to embarrass me? What you going to embarrass me with? You get a third of my viewing audience. I'm on network. I got paid a billion dollars for this network deal. I got paid another billion dollars for my other cable show that's drawn twice as many people as your bullshit ass 1030 on a Friday night. I got paid another billion dollars for the tape library, not even to sell it, just to lease it out to you. I got paid three billion dollars this year for my content. You think your 600,000 viewers at 10 o'clock on a Friday night scares me? 500,000. 500,000? Shit. My tertiary developmental brand draws 500,000. Wipe my ass with your bullshit. My son had a coke habit long before your coke habit was (laughs) Before it was in vogue. (laughs) My son had a coke habit back when it was actually a habit. It wasn't a thing. Um... (laughs) So no man. So slopes with Reagan in the eighties. <laughs> hey, why? That's not a joke. That's not a joke. <laughs> um, so get, let's get to the point where I, that annoys me. I don't like the shots back and forth. That fucking bothers me. It bothers me because this IWC and this wrestling sphere is already toxic enough. And nice. then, and then, you have articles like someone on fan side had put out that says that Britt Baker is un- undoubtedly more popular than the Four Horsewomen. And people are going to see things like that and believe it. There is no baseline of facts anymore because people take opinion and they say, I like this better than that, so now that's my fact. And people like Tony Khan take that, prey upon it, and make us all fight each other. The difference between this and the and the actual Monday Night Wars was the loser of that war was going out of business. It was never, uh, hey, watch what you want, homie. Nowadays, they're literally back then, you, you couldn't watch both. If you missed Raw and you watched Nitro, 
you couldn't watch Raw again unless you taped it in another room. Nowadays, you can watch everything at the same time. Nowadays, if I want to watch anything, I can watch it at the palm of my finger on my phone, on my tablet, on my other phone, on both of my laptops, on my Roku TV, on my Apple TV, on my PS5, PS4, Xbox, hell, on my Switch, anything I want, I can watch it. Back then, one show, that's all you got. You're not watching, we out of business. 2001, WCW, gone. This is not the same thing, but you're clamoring for that. But so now all of this back and forth is making that rhetoric so bad that you're causing a tribalism between fans. And it's just not a, it's, it's a horrible space to be a fan now, especially for someone like me, who at the time of the of the uh, wrestling of the wrestling war was 10 years old. I'm 33 now because I ain't got time for all that bullshit in my life, bro. When I could just watch what the fuck I want. Without having to worry about you with your fucking cocaine riddle twiddle finger Twitter fingers out of here, trying to make somebody watch your show after behest of not watching theirs. That shit don't fuck with me well. So it's one thing for you to take umbrage in that. That's fine. That makes sense. But now you didn't put a whole free ass hour on YouTube. Commercial free. Starting on top of the two hour, on top of the two hours for free that you put on the sh- fucking YouTube every week. Well, yes, and this is Friday, right before imp- right before impact, right before Dino- uh, rampage starts at eight o'clock. So from eight to nine, while SmackDown is still on, you got your live buy-in on YouTube for free, no no commercials, and you know who you put on that show? Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. I don't give a fuck about what's on Rampage no more. Now, here's what I don't understand. Number one, y'all said that Big E when the title was hot shot when he teased that shit for months. What the fuck is this? I didn't know Minoru Suzuki was still in the States. But second- No, you know who I blame for that, though? No, you know who I blame for that? We were talking a minute ago, like a hot minute ago, I had messaged you and was like, is, is Ghetto okay? Is Ghetto uh, all right? Uh, is Ghetto doing okay? Ghetto, what the fuck is wrong with you? You gonna let them run Danielson versus Suzuki for free on YouTube? You ain't putting that shit on any of your struggling-ass shows? You had to have Chase Owens beat Tanahashi clean. We don't talk about that in this house. I try not to, man, but I have nightmares. (laughs) It haunts my soul. It's a thing that happened, by the way. That's a real thing. That actually happened. That's going on on your shows, Ghetto. And meanwhile, you got Brian Danielson and Minoru Suzuki who could easily... I'm not even telling you you got to put them on at Wrestle Kingdom. You could. There is money to be made. But, like, I'm saying you could put that shit on New Beginning. You could put that on fucking Road 2. You could put that on... Strong! Dominion! You could put it on so many different fucking platforms where you, Ghetto, could make the dollar, dollar, dollar. I'm so glad you bring up making money. Because my second point was, now, if I'm looking at this wrong, tell me. Cool? Okay. Okay. We are in a TV world now where it used to be TVs built up for the pay-per-views. You made your money off the pay-per-views. Nowadays... Everything is built off your TVs because the TV deals are where the majority of the money is coming from. Correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. 
Henceforth, big matches on TVs are more prevalent than saving it for the pay-per-views. Correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All all copacetic so far. You're trying to counter you're trying to counter program a show that gets routinely over two million routinely over two million views every 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 Friday. You put on this show that many people would think is a a match that many people think is a dream match of sorts. Put it on YouTube. Now, you have a live rampage. People paid tickets to see that. People had to pay cable to watch it. The ratings, especially the demos, since apparently that's all you give a fuck about, are what brings you your ad revenue and gives you clout to get a bigger contract. Fair? Yeah, yeah. Same for Rampage and Dynamite. Now, you don't put these on the shows that will lead to higher ratings to give you money. You put these on the shows that are on YouTube. Now, now, you get some money from YouTube. It ain't the same as TV contract money or ad revenue money, but you get some views on YouTube, right? But in what world in business does it help your company to put a match of that magnitude on for free on YouTube instead of putting it on the shows in which make you the little money you make? Because again, they in the red. Help me understand. I mean, I can't help you understand rants because I don't understand it. Now, it all comes down to this. First and foremost, the motherfucker crazy. This is just a toy, and he's playing with daddy's money. I called him earlier in our chat. This is a petulant child screaming, I need attention. Look at me. And again, he's got the... He is, he is playing this shit perfectly because he's got the fans fooled because he's giving the fans the matches they want. This shit don't fucking matter now. He is like he is the real life version of what Shane McMahon's character was. In the, the world sen- character? Yes. In the sense not even like best in the world character. His like no, his like corporate ministry Vince's son character. Okay. Because part of Tony's arrogance is that Tony knows that Shad is worth more money than Vince. Yeah. Like, he knows that Shad is worth more money than Vince because Shad's an oil baron. Yeah. So, like, Tony knows the money runs long. But everything that, like, I've said it before and I'll say it again, you know, like, it a if I'm a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, or I'm a fan of what's the what soccer clubs he own? Fulham FC. Fulham. All right. If I'm a fan of Fulham, or I'm a fan of the Jaguars, I'm looking at these people who are fans of AEW talking about how great the cons are and how awesome they run shit and how they're just the best owners ever. And I'm like, are y'all talking about the same cons? Can I guess reference for what you're saying for those of you who don't understand what that means? The Jaguars are perpetually the worst team in the football league. They just had the number one pick last year because they were the worst team, and they're 0-5 right now. Fulham FC is so bad that they got relegated out of the Premier League, and now they're in the second league. And they're in, they're in, they're possibly going to get relegated to the third league. So the fact that you what you're saying, that everybody's saying AW's so great and the cons are so great, but the two fucking companies that they've run for decades are garbage, 
says a fucking lot. Go ahead. Like, well, no, so like it's just the way that Tony behaves is very much like an I am, you know, playing with daddy's money, and I'm obviously a better businessman than you because I have more money than y'all do because I have the oil money, and it's like. Yeah, you have more money than we do because, like, all of our money is tied up in this shit that you're pretending you're as good at as we are. And my bigger criticism of Tony specifically is still going to come back to you take an awful lot of credit for a business that until probably the last six months, you did not directly oversee to the level that you currently do. And in fact, within the time that you have taken over as the direct overseer, the creative has made some questionable decisions that the fans have been like, hmm, I'm not sure how I feel about that. I don't know if I rock with that. I'm going to ride it out because they have the goodwill, but I don't know how I feel about it. And it's just like, hmm, nobody said that when like people who actually knew things about wrestling were in charge of creative. Because like, our biggest complaint when they were in charge was you can't let the boys run the book because it's inherently a conflict of interest. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with their ability to book competent shows. We knew they knew the wrestling. Mm-hmm. Tony talks a lot of shit as if he's this like 10 year veteran of the game. And it's like, dog, you just got here. You were playing Matt. You were playing Madden until a week ago. And now you're actually coaching shit. Well, that's very literal. Um, and what bothers, what bothers me so much about this is that it's hurting AEW, or it's going to hurt AEW, because now you he set them up for failure. Well, because it turns if, off fans. It turns off people who are potentially interested, but they hear and see the way that he, who is not a fucking performer on this goddamn show, has positioned himself as the face of everything. Yep. And they're just yep. going to be like, why would I want to watch that? Why would I want to support that? Which is well, doubly unfortunate because, as I just said, he's not even a fucking performer on the goddamn show. And he set them up for so much failure now because if they, only, if they don't even get close to WWE this week, they won't. But now you've made yourself look like a jackass. You made your company that you're bankrolling Look like a jackass. And more importantly, you threw out, just like with Grand Slam, how Rampage Grand Slam did so, so terrible, you've thrown out, you, this, let me tell you the matches for this card. The buy-in has Danielson versus Suzuki and Lee Moriarty versus Bobby Fish. Rampage has CM Punk versus Matt Seidel and um, Inner Circle, so that's Jericho, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara, the TNT champion, mm-hmm. versus... Uh, Scorpio Sky, um, uh, uh, Ethan Page, and Junior Dos Santos from the mm-hmm. UFC, cornered by Jorge Masvidal. The star power of all this, and if you don't even get close, you have made yourself look like an idiot. Last this past Rampage, October eighth, did five hundred and two thousand viewers. Every Rampage. Since Punk has debuted, has dropped horrifically. So it's like, and again, I get it. Everything's bad on TV right now except for sports. But the drop you have is gratuitous. 
and you keep opening your mouth. And what's most disappointing is if you double down on your show and tell people to watch the show because it's really fucking good, you'd get more viewers because your show's really good. Yeah. No, that is really what it is so, so infuriating about the whole situation is it's like, dude, just shut the fuck up. Just shut the fuck up. All you had to say, you know, if you got asked about, if you if you got asked about the fact that SmackDown was going to overlap with Rampage, literally all you say is, well, you know, I hope that the fans tuning in for Rampage enjoy what's going to be a really stacked show. We're really proud of the product that we've got to offer, and we hope that the fans have a good time. Man, but this dude keeps, this dude keeps doubling down on shit, right? Because here's, for example, for example, uh, uh, fuck, where's the, where's the quote? Um, it's, it's the second time they've chosen to put their rest in the head to head with mine. The last time they did it, it didn't happen overnight, but really from the start, AEW consistently did better numbers at NXT and we won that war. AEW is now, is now the Wednesday night show. I want Rampage to be just as big as Dynamite in time. Dynamite has consistently been number one. My goal for this show is to be the top cable show. If they're going to do a show on cable, that's great. We're competing for that. Finally, he says, uh, we'll see what happens. I'm not saying for sure we'll win, and maybe the odds are against us in some ways, but we're going to give a better show. I know. If you don't believe me, watch the go-home show they did last night because it sucked. What are you doing? Stop talking about their show. Bro, as the owner of a promotion, you cannot go out here in these publications and say shit like, oh, this other show sucked. You just can't do it. You just can't fucking do it. The optics don't work. Because the thing is, all I could think of is like, dog, you're supposed to be the underdog. Like... We in American society, for cultures that it's not a thing, like in the United States society, like we love to cheer for an underdog. Love that shit. Mm-hmm. Americans love a good scrappy, you're not as good as the other guy, but win anyway. Mm-hmm. Like, Tony, y'all are supposed to be the underdog because you're going up against the billion dollar conglomerate that's in league with the other billion dollar conglomerate that, like, does shows in a fucking, like, evil or a country a country run by very evil people yeah um like you're running against that like and that same company that you're running against is also like made it a point to like antagonize and disappoint their fan base numerous times over the last decade regularly and so like it should be easy to cheer for you. And yet you go out of your fucking way to make it almost impossible to like or root for you. I'm glad you said that. Because I just read you that one quote, right? Yeah. Same day, another quote with another publication. It's a big weekend for us because we need to make a statement. We were such we were doing such great numbers on Wednesday, so it's bad timing to have Dynamite move to the weekend. But we built this great thing in Rampage. And we have Friday Night Rampage on TNT at 10 o'clock Eastern Time. And we have Saturday Night, Saturday Night Dynamite on TNT at 8 o'clock Eastern Time. Right now, we have all this momentum. 
the number one show on all of cable and satellite TV, six straight Wednesdays. It's bad timing to be moving off of Wednesday when you're on such a great recent run, but this weekend's huge for us, and the shows have been so good. It's not about competing with them. It's about doing our best show. So, like, I know the cocaine joke. Some of y'all may not like that. But what the fuck else can it be when literally the next conversation you say, we ain't competing with y'all, and then the next conversation you have, hey, Ross sucked. And we're gonna it ain't even, but it ain't even just that. Like the cocaine, the cocaine comes in with the like, man. We we've been had a lot of momentum on Wednesdays, so it's not ideal to be moving off Wednesdays. But you know, we've got some great things going on on Wednesdays and Fridays, <laughs> and that we used to be on Wednesdays. But like, it's really a big weekend for us on Wednesdays and Friday. Tony, how many lines did you do before this interview, dog? Man, you said it so perfectly, though, man. They are. They should be so easy to root for, but they've been so hard. It should be so easy to root for them because it's so hard to root for the McMahons. Like, the WWE makes it so difficult to regularly root for and support them. Between the fact that they're a billion-dollar conglomerate and there are no good billionaires. There just aren't. Period. Uh, Between that and the shitty politics... And the years yep. and years of terrible stories of the awful things that Vince has done. Like, we know Vince is a terrible fucking person. And, like, yep. the skeletons and Hunter's closet of the fucked yep. up things that the click did to people. Like, yep. we know he's not the best fucking person. Like, the shit between Stephanie and China. And, like, yep. you know, like, there is so much history of that. And that's not even getting into the fact that this is a company that regularly... And consistently antagonizes, condescends, and disappoints their audience. Oh, and, oh! by the way, there's a thing where they released like a whole bunch of fucking people in the pandemic. While making thing. record profits. That's the thing At the that same happened. time. So, Two like, years in a row. Yeah, so like it is very difficult to support them as an entity in any way, shape, or form. And it should be so easy to cheer for this company that was started by the wrestlers because they wanted there to be an alternative to this evil billion-dollar corporation. And that was, in the beginning, run by the wrestlers and has a really good product and really good creative. And the matches consistently deliver and it's generally fun and the live atmosphere is so great. It's got all these things going for it. And yet, at the same fucking time, it is run by assholes who regularly go out of their way to remind you that they are colossal fucking assholes. Hi, Cody. And megalomaniacs. Hi, Cody. And, like, have delusions of grandeur. Hi, Cody. And and can't get the evil empire's name out of their fucking mouths. Hi, Cody and Tony and Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and Chris Jericho. And and, and I keep going. But yes, hi, all y'all. It should be so easy to root for y'all, but y'all just can't shut the fuck up. I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. I'm going to tell you what it reminds me of. And take away the personal shit away. I'm just talking about the actual professional side of this. It reminds me of Conor McGregor. I'm going to tell you why. Why I say that. Because Conor McGregor is the biggest star in all mixed martial arts. But every fight, unless you are a actual diehard fan of his, you want to see him get his ass beat because he goes so far and talks 
so much and does so many things to antagonize the person he's fighting against that you just need to see him get his ass beat. Floyd is in the same, Floyd is, uh, is in a similar boat, but Floyd doesn't talk about your family and shit the way that, that Connor does. Floyd right. just hypes the fight up. Connor literally tells, Connor shit so bad on Habib's father and then had nerve enough when his father died to say respect to the great. But all the shit you said about him when he was alive, like, that's why Habib won't ever fight him again. Mm-hmm. It's, you know what I mean? That's why they had yeah. that brawl after the fight. Because, like, to the Dagestanians, it's real. This is not promotion. This is real. So when I say that, it reminds me of Conor McGregor. Everybody should be pulling for him because he's the best. But he talks so fucking much. Everybody should be pulling for AW. But they don't. And the thing is, you're not going to bring casuals in. Not, not, not like you want. And you're only doubling down on your fan base and... If you've ever met a Conor McGregor fan, you can't talk to them about shit because they are so deep into the Conor love. That's AEW's fan base. You can't say shit to them because they're diehard fan base because a lot of them are really reasonable people. Shout out to my homie Sir Sam. Really fucking reasonable people. But then there's an AEW hive, just like there's a WWE hive that you can't say shit to. But so that's my correlation. If Tony would just shut the fuck up and let his work do the talking, because as we say every week, the product is really good. It's amazing. It's, really it's got good. problems. It's got problems. Oh, yeah. But oh, by yeah. and large, it's a fantastic show. And it's just it's just so disheartening. It's so bad to, it's so bad. This is where I'm at, Kyle. I refuse to support a petulant child who's screaming to his mommy that nobody's paying attention to me. Me, 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 look at me. I refuse to watch the buy-in and Daniel Sin and Suzuki until at least a week or so later, because I don't want their rating. I don't want to contribute to that rating so that he can come at us with some fucking sycophantic bullshit and say, you see what we did? I'm not going to be a part of it. I refuse. I mean, it's sad that it got to that point, but I totally get it because, again, they just go out of their way to make it so difficult to, like, want them to succeed, and it's so disappointing because it is a really good um, did you have any quick thoughts on that Britt Baker article? Uh, I didn't see the article. Tell me more. Tell me more. Ain't shit to fucking say. A dumbass wrote a dumbass article on a fucking news site telling people that Britt Baker is undoubtedly the, the most more over than the four horsewomen when Sasha is on a fucking TV show that won an Emmy. Becky was the biggest star in all of professional wrestling and main evented. The, one of the most profitable WrestleManias of all time. Charlotte's a flair among all the other things that that entails. And Bailey sold more merch than John Cena, and she's the the least. She's the she's the lowest on the totem pole when it comes to and everything that that implies. Oh well, there you go. <laughs> Not to mention that if you're looking at if you're looking at Twitter followers, Bailey is the lowest of the four horsemen with four horsewomen with 1.8 million. Brits at like two set two seventy five thousand. So it's like nothing is close. Clearly the quarter hours aren't the same because the the ratings aren't the same. So like so there's no metric that you can tangibly say other than I like Rip better. But again, facts don't matter anymore because I can create my own. So now my own facts are well, Brit is bet Brit is not only better, but she's also more popular than the four horsewomen. 
Well, the other and someone's going to read that article and cite that article and say, but see, Daily DDT said that's a fact, so it's a fact. Part of the issue there is also something that we see in other parts of our society these days, which is there's not as many people on Twitter as people on Twitter think are on Twitter. Okay, that's fair. Like, and so a lot of these, like, things that will get trending on Twitter and, like, get the Twitterverse talking within wrestling, people mistake for, like, actual trends within the broader fan base. And I'm just like, much like all of the wrestling world is not the IWC, all of the world is not on the Twitters. And so when this Twitter shit takes off, just because your Twitter echo chamber is all stands who feel the same way that you do and stand the same things that you do, like, don't mistake that for, like, actual trends. Look at the money. Is the money backing it up? Because if the money's not backing it up, then there's probably more going on than you want to think. Are they getting more ad dollars? What kind of ads are they getting? Who's advertising with them? Who's not advertising with them? Are they being promoted on the other, like, shows within the network, etc.? And, like, that is an inherent advantage that WWE has over um, AEW is that WWE doesn't have to worry about that last part because they're so synonymous with pro wrestling that they don't have to advertise within anything. And even though they don't, they do. I see see stuff for them on on Fox and on uh, NBC and on all the sister channels all the time. But you're right. They didn't have to because ultimately, when you think of WWE, much like if I asked, if I told you I needed a tissue, your first thought is what? Kleenex. If I told you I wanted a soda, your first thought is what? Well, mine is Pepsi, but a lot of people would be Coke. If I said I needed to make a, if I said I needed to make a uh, a scan of something, it'd be on what type of machine? Well, I mean, we're old people, so like we'd still call it a Xerox. These are these are institutions, man. And WWE, when you think of wrestling, you think of of WWE. And I'm not saying it's gonna be forever, but they own the market share, and they've owned they own the market share. Well, because quite frankly, because they were a monopoly for so long, but they earned the right to be a monopoly by getting to the level they got to. Well, so, I don't like, like to say earned when we use the word monopoly, and the reason I don't like to use the word earned with monopoly. <laughs> is the only way to actually achieve a monopoly is not as much about earning it as much as it's about being utterly and heartlessly ruthless. Well, that's earning too, but I, that's where you're coming from. You can't be utterly and heartlessly ruthless if you, don't have the, if you haven't earned the capital to be that. I mean, I guess that's fair, but you know, that's just I, I where I say, from. That's why I on, say there's no such thing as a good billionaire. Hey, I, I'd, I'd agree with that, man, until I become one. Suddenly you have an opinion about the capital gains tax? I have no idea what the fuck that is. Exactly, because we're the poors. Goddamn right. And I get my news information from Mr. Morris. <laughs> it's none of that shit. Um, uh, what else you got, man? Because I'm good. I got it on my system. I feel better. Um, only other thing I got, and then we'll get out of here. Shout out to the former Iconics. Yes. 
on their new deal with Impact, the Inspirations. I love the I love them signing there. I love them sticking as a team because I was for sure that Cassie said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna be with my husband." So I love that they stuck as a team. Also, oh my God, I'm about to say this. Shout out to Impact. Whew. Damn. Whew. Mark the date, y'all. Mark the date. Well, because Mercedes Martinez is there and she won that cup and she give her the world. And they got that digital uh, fucking uh, championship that's going to be a, a, uh, a intergender title. I think that's dope. Oh, is that uh, Zack Ryder's little thing? No, not the internet title. That's what that's what Effie and, and yeah. Ali Katz are fighting with uh, Matt, Matt and uh, Chelsea over. No, Impact got this digital media title or something, and but it's but it's only going to be I think defended online or whatever, and it is uh, specifically made to be intergender. I think that's dope. I mean, that's pretty cool. I'm here for yeah. that. I'm so, here for that. Good for them. I, if they can put together six months of solid reviews, I'll consider watching an episode. Ain't gonna happen. Shout out to MLW though, because y'all getting my viewership now. I am. I am. Actively keeping up with MLW now. Shout out oh. to Hammerstone. Finally, I I know we fuck, I know we we give all deference to the Tongans to to all of the Polynesians. We I I know, and all due respect to the NY family and the Fatu family. I still sit at the table that Roman Reigns is ahead of. But man, it was cool to see Hammerstone beat Fatu and uh, merge the titles. Um, and I'm curious to see who's gonna beat him next. Hopefully it's my boy, the judge, EJ Nduka, because that dude looks amazing. Look, if there's anything you can you can diss Triple H on, it's the fact that Vince had to go down to the fucking PC to find Braun Breaker, Parker Boudreaux, Trick Williams. EJ Nduka got, got fired, and all of a sudden there's a major... Like, all these people you're seeing now, Joe Gacy... And they was just chilling in the back of the performance center. Oh, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. Joe Gacy's a great fucking gimmick. So is it, fucking. Is it is, I hate the name. I hate the name because there's an actual one and he's an actual douche. But so is oh, fucking really? Tony D'Angelo. Oh, I love it. I love it, dog. When he paid off the ref, I like. I mean, I'm always I'm here. I'm always here for a mafioso huckster. Did you? So I know you haven't seen the show tonight. We're recording this on Tuesday night, by the way, y'all. Joe Gacy has a new name for his uh, fan base. Okay, okay. He calls them, he says, he calls them, us, of course, snowflakes. <laughs> this, the, the gimmick is just going so much further. It is crazy. Bro. And I, you, so, yeah. No, it's, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. You, you know that's just gonna... You got to feel the way about it, you know, and him being a heel is the perfect place for him to get the fuck punched out of him. It is. But like at the same time, you know, I know what you're yet again, for. an yeah. example of, you know, they assign heel characteristics to these people who are out here espousing things that are not heelish. Hey, they try to tell you Killmonger's a heel. I mean, I know. I know. We know they're full of shit. And we know why. He did try to kill all the white people, but, you know. I mean, you know, let's be real. Who here Who here hasn't ever thought of killing a person? 
me, I can say that. However, uh, I am an anomaly, so I get it. And I mean, I never said that we like planned out how we would do it. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I'm just saying, yeah. who hasn't ever thought? You know, I wish I could just like yeet this motherfucker out the window. I think that's a fair place to end the show because I, <laughs> I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to contribute to anything that may give one of us a phone call. <laughs> Nobody's gonna get hurt. Ain't nobody gonna get hurt. Everybody's fine. Hey, it's all know, love. You know, Tony Khan listened to the show, so he's gonna be like, "But they said they're gonna throw me out a window." First of all, first of all, first of all, don't neither of us care enough about old cocaine Khan to. Okay, I love it. Don't neither of us care enough about no cocaine Khan to make actual physical threats, and. His product is good. He's just an asshole. That ain't illegal. That just makes him an asshole. You think him and Shane know the same dealer? Oh, for sure. For sure. They drive to pick up together. <laughs> ah, the cocaine homies. Oh, Look, yeah. We out of here. I'm at Ray Cash. That's sorry. Why is it Mysterio? C-A-S-H-S in dollars. And, of course, Carl, whenever he shows up, wherever he is, and outside of Curvin, of course, the show's at Outsiders Edge CS. We're a part of the Chess Shop Media Network where you always use your head. I am at Dr. Schmores, y'all. And as always, remember, we here at the Outsiders Edge are some increasingly less young gentlemen doing everything we can trying to make it out here in this world. And sometimes we're going to hit you with some of those somewhat controversial takes like, yeah, it's cool that AJ's coming back, but like, it ain't that big a deal. No. Uh, and other times we're gonna hit you with those like things you need to hear, like Tony, talk less. Let your product do the talking for you, dog. Please. But no matter what, y'all, we're just out here chasing our dreams, and you have got to respect that. Cause if you don't, well, just like TK don't respect drug laws. We <laughs> just don't give a fuck. Let me wipe the coke from my nose as I say fuck them. <laughs> Bitch, please, you straight edge as shit. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. <laughs>